everybody. Thanks for stopping by the Soul Beauty Chat podcast. Welcome to another episode. My name is Fatima, and today I'm so excited because I have a guest, which is very rare. Um, I have three guests on today, which is super, super rare, but they're all some of my closest friends who I love so much, and I'm so excited that they're here. So we are doing somewhat of an experiment, um, but I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves, and then we can get into today's topic. So. Erica, you can start. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm Erica. I feel kind of weird because I'm not sure if we should say our whole name. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm Erica Appleby, a designer and wellness enthusiast and artist, and I'm happy to be here. Yay. 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 Okay, Jasmine. Hello. 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 We're, we're still here. <laughs> oh, it's my turn. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Cecily Wheeler. I am a mom and I'm also a holistic body beautician. Mm. I am a massage therapist and esthetician. Um, yeah, and I'm also very happy to be here. Hi, guys. I'm Chesney. Um, I'm an actress and also a writer and just an all-around artist, and I'm super duper excited to finally be doing this. Yay, okay. So thank you guys again for taking the time to join us. So today, like I said, this is somewhat of an experiment, but we're always having these really good conversations offline. Mm -hmm. So we all separately had the idea to, like we were just like, this should be a podcast. Like that came up multiple times. <laughs> in talking to all of them. So we decided to test it out. Um, so today we're going to be talking about, this is our little Super Soul Sunday topic, right? Because it's like every time we get together, we it always turns into Super Soul Sunday. Like one yes. minute we're watching a movie or we're laughing at something on Instagram and then the next minute we're crying and we're like, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to share some thoughts that we have around the topic of center and self-mastery. So I'll kind of give an overview of what that means. And maybe Erica, you can speak to that too, because I think this was your idea on the doc, but we really want to touch on like being, what does it mean to be your authentic self and showing up as yourself um, and kind of navigating just life when there's these challenges that you face internally, but also like pressure externally to be a certain way or to do a certain thing. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about. So maybe Erica, you can kick it off. What does it mean to be your authentic self? Mm, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like um, being your authentic self just comes from where you feel most comfortable. You know, it's like, that child like you who's free, open to do whatever you feel, whatever you please. Um, it's those moments like when you're out with your friends and you're having a laugh and you can be in a space where you don't feel judged. You know, you don't feel like you're basically pretending. Mm -hmm. And I think the mm -hmm. aspect of self-mastery just comes with, um, well, I'm going to save this for later on in the podcast. But I feel like <laughs> comes from a place of just knowing who you are, always being yourself, and feeling comfortable, finally, in that space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about you guys? Mm -hmm. What do you think? I definitely um, agree exactly with what Erica said. Um, you know, just showing up as you and not, um, you know, feeling like you have to change or put on a mask to be in certain situations around certain people just being comfortable with like who you are and what you can bring to the table yeah yeah I think comfort is the perfect word to use because mm. when you're not showing up as yourself or when you're not you know honoring yourself and and being your authentic self then you can feel that that discomfort mm -hmm. so I would like to kind of dig into that part a little bit like mm -hmm. you mentioned when you're not being yourself you can feel that discomfort so like what are some of what are some of the benefits of being your authentic self? And also what are some of the, or maybe that can be a separate question. We'll start with the benefits. Like why should someone even seek out wanting to be their authentic self? Like, I feel like we hear that thrown around a lot lately, but mm -hmm. like, 
what what's the benefit of that to someone that's kind of like I don't really know if that's something that I need to pursue Mm, I think there's an alignment that happens amen to that Mm -hmm. and there's a flow yeah there's an alignment there's a flow you get you all of a sudden are able to see changes and around you know in your life in your personal life with your friendships your career choices just um how you feel you feel like a better or best version of yourself when you're honoring Mm -hmm. yourself or being your most authentic self and that's like that's a huge benefit in itself Mm -hmm. right yeah I agree I um I definitely feel like it helps with the decision making process um Mm -hmm. for for me I can you know definitely say that when I am like being true to like who I am the decisions that I make Mm -hmm. are so much more positive and it's so more so much more in alignment with where my spirit is leading me to go yeah yeah I have to agree I feel like um I feel like there's a weight that's kind of lifted too you know like we're Mm -hmm. we live in a space and time where we're so used to things being fictitious that when we are living in that authentic space there's a weight that's kind of lifted off of us from being anything mm-hmm. else or, or treating ourselves as such, you know, based off of what we've been programmed to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I would love to hear stories of times where you were not being your authentic self, what that felt like. Ooh, child. Oh, Really? You want to hear that? I want want the stories. I want the tea. Of course. Like, you know, I came with my shovel ready to dig. (laughs) She's like, let's jump right into it. Oh, gosh. I think that one. Well, I, um, I, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's a good question, all right? Because there's just so many points in my life where I just wasn't being me. Um, And I think the tricky part for me is that um, this struggle started from a very young age. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to really like go back and say like, oh, this is who I was before the world tainted me. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's been like, my constant struggle so there's like so many stories I can tell you (laughs) about like me just not being like my authentic self Mm -hmm. but I think um like most recently I've been still I find myself struggling with being authentic in my workplace Ah, um yeah so like that's that's something like I'm currently struggling with. So it's like, I have this mask on when I go to work. Like I even have a different name when I go to work. So it's like, wow. nobody calls me Cece at home, but like when I go to work, I'm Cece. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah. And it's like living up to this persona that I created yeah. for like work. Sometimes it's like, it's a burden and it's tiring because since it's not me, I don't always want to show up as her. Yeah. Like sometimes I just want to show up as myself, yeah. but they're already used to me being that person. So it's like when I show up as, as myself, it's kind of like, well, like what's going on? Who's this person? Like we don't know her. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, I I have to agree. Like, I feel like the last time that I wasn't feeling like my authentic self was probably before I left New York when I was like pursuing my dreams, which is like thing to what you were saying to like, um, like your workplace. You know, I felt like I had to be a certain type of person in order for me to achieve a certain goal or be in a certain Mm -hmm. clique or Mm-hmm. Uh, be introduced to certain people I felt like I had to show up as the imagery that I was told that this is what um you had to be or this is what you had to do and mm. for the longest time I felt like that was where 
I mean, going back to what was said earlier about alignment, like I felt like that is the one thing that kept me out of alignment in terms of me achieving some of the goals and things that I wanted to. And then when I had everything kind of changed for me and shipped for me where I came back to somewhere was unforeign or I could almost like rebuild, I decided I made like a very cognizant, cognizant, cognizant? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I made a conscious decision to go ahead and like live out my truth to make sure that everything that I was doing felt like my skin, you know, even mm-hmm. through like the relationships that I was building or the people that I decided that I wanted to date, like it had to feel like my second layer of skin in order for me to move forward. And if it didn't, I made a vow to myself that I was going to, to break those things immediately because those mm. weren't my truth. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with I totally agree with both of you. For me, it's been, you know, I can't even remember how long it's been since I've been on this authentic self journey, but for me it's also been like a flow of in and out growing yeah. up. It's like, you know, moments in my life where I feel like I was my most authentic self and then moments where I feel like I wasn't honoring, you know, who I was truly and it wasn't until gosh, maybe around age 21, 22, where I realized like, hold on, something's off. (laughs) Yeah. I feel one way when I'm in this moment or in this, you know, space or when I'm around this person, but I'm feeling something totally and entirely different when I'm in a separate space and like one understanding which one feels most, um, which one feels most authentic or true and which one makes me feel uncomfortable and like Mm -hmm. learning when or what to let go in order to to continue to honor myself mm-hmm. so I actually yeah. want to share a little bit about that because I um today I actually like shared with people online mm. about my new job at LinkedIn you guys have already known from the moment it happened but I realized that because like I started getting this influx of like congratulations and I was like wait do people think that this is like a new thing but then I realized oh I hadn't actually talked about it Oh, sorry. Mm. But um, the reason why I felt compelled to talk about it was honestly, like, it's so in alignment with this conversation because it it's really about me realizing, like, in having that moment of clarity that, like, this this was all manifested, right? Mm-hmm. It was all through getting in alignment with my authentic self first. Like, had I tried to one, I didn't even know the position existed, but had I tried to like change my situation that I was in before I started working at LinkedIn, like if I wanted so desperately to change the situation that I was in and working from that space, like I feel like I would not have landed here. Like I probably would be mm-hmm. somewhere completely miserable or even in mm-hmm. the situation where I was and miserable because of like my energy like I didn't need I didn't have clarity at that point of of what I wanted you know and I think like a huge part of being in alignment and being authentic is understanding like what do you actually want yeah we was talking about earlier like getting I think both of you guys mentioned it um like getting in touch with that inner child and like mm-hmm. sometimes it's so hard because we have social media and we have all this stuff that kind of like determines how we feel and what we like and what we're interested in and we don't even notice it sometimes yeah mm-hmm. I think it's so helpful sometimes to just like do an exercise I think I shared this with Cecily once of like go back into your mind and think about before you used to spend time on social media what were you doing like right. literally write yep. down a list of all the things you did before social media, before you saw anyone doing something that inspired you to then go and do that thing. Like, what did you spend your time doing? And it can mm-hmm. be as small as you used to journal a lot, or you used to paint, or you used to sing all the time, or dance mm-hmm. all the time. Like, just mm-hmm. figuring out those things, I think, is what, when I started my self-love journey, was what really helped me to get clear on who I was and what I wanted moving forward yeah Mm -hmm. for sure I would love to hear what are some practical things that you've done once you you know 
whether it be now or in the past, when you realize that you weren't being your authentic self, what are some like action steps that you took that you can share with the audience? Get a little more. <laughs> That's, it's, funny, it's funny that you say that because that was going to be one of my questions for all of us. Like, what are some yeah. steps, some practical steps that people can do? Um, for me, I think what I did and I can only go back to like before I moved here, but what I did when I started to feel like I was overwhelmed and like I had, I was just receiving so much information of or pretending about who, of who I thought I should be. I did exactly what you said, Fatima, which is like, I was like asking myself one day, looking in the mirror, what makes me happy? What, what, what brings me the most joy? What makes me feel, you know, therapeutic or what makes mm -hmm. me kind of like expand my mind a little bit when I do it? And it was art for me. Where it was like, I can create something with my mind and just put it on a canvas. And then that same day, I was like, I'm going to paint. And I hadn't painted for 10 years. And wow. that is like a testament to going back to what we said, like that whole entire time when I moved to New York, it was in pursuit of the person that I wanted to be, you know, like this fashion designer and I wanted to be this person and all this stuff. And then I spent 10 years of my life just like walking around as somebody else or building up this armor of someone else. And when it all came like down to a science of what I really wanted, like I was starting to get attached to what I really wanted or I was feeling that tug, right? Cause we always talk about that. Mm -hmm. I was feeling that nudge, that tug. I was just like, okay, I have to go back to what brought me here in the first place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, this might be backtracking a little bit, but I'm curious about like, I think Cecily mentioned this earlier of how like holding that mass sometimes mm -hmm. feels burdensome. Mm -hmm. And said how um, sometimes when you show up as yourself, after being like this image of yourself, you know, mm -hmm. people are confused. So mm -hmm. I would love to talk about that because when you said that, it, it reminded me of um, a story that <laughs> I used to carry around, which was that like, I used to carry this story that in order for people to not F with me, I had to look a certain way physically. Mm -hmm. and that came from growing up in the hood like right shout out to the hood like <laughs> in the hood. so my defense mechanism because lord knows i couldn't fight was looking tough like it was mm -hmm. like okay if i have chronic bitch face then <laughs> people won't bother me right mm. that was that yeah. was my mindset and i did that for years for years i was like this to myself super like shy and i use air quotes for that because i wasn't shy but it, it was a part of that story that i was telling myself um i was super kind of like just unbothered and standoffish about most things but it was all a protection it was all a protection mechanism because i grew up not feeling safe a lot of the times and that was the only thing that made me feel a little safe was like mm -hmm. people saw me they're like oh she's not the person to mess with i'm not gonna say anything to her mm -hmm. and yeah. it wasn't until i became an adult where i realized like this is so limiting this is so limiting because right. i'm walking around with this demeanor that doesn't actually reflect how i feel and i also right. looked around and realized like girl, you don't need to protect yourself anymore. Like, you're not in the hood anymore. So you don't have to carry this around. Like, so I would love to hear if you guys have stories or examples of, like, moments when you realize that your story or your mask was not serving you. Yeah. Uh, I, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to say mine is kind of the opposite because I think a lot of times I have or had maybe even still now, who knows, um, you know, a tendency to, to want to people please. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And that would cause me to be in situations where I, I wasn't allowed to be who I really wanted to be because, you know, I don't like change. So I'm just like, well, wow. this person has been my friend for X, Y, Z time or, 
you know, I don't want anybody to have bad things to say about me because I know I'm not a bad person. So I don't want to give them a reason to say something negative about me. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to be this way or not say anything, you know? And um, I realized pretty quickly that that was doing me more harm than good. So I kind of was like, no, I'm going to start saying no. I'm going to start staying in the house and I'm going to start turning down invitations and I'm going to politely tell people that I'm not interested, you know, and I began to see like an immediate, immediate change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, um, I was going to say, well, actually basically like around what both of you guys said, Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in a, the same, basically like the same neighborhood that Tima did. And it was like, I was damned if I did. And I was damned if I didn't. Like if I looked at somebody and smiled, I was in trouble. Or if I was like, (laughs) or if I was like looking like I was tough, I was in trouble. I was just like, so I kind of like built this, this like shell or, you know, like this mask. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was just like, I wanted everybody to like me so badly Mm. that I would just, you know, like, I would just stay to myself and then they would approach me and I would go like above and beyond to like make them like me, like to the point where I was like spending my money on these people, like doing like all this extra stuff so that people would like me and accept me. Um... And too, so that I didn't have to fight anybody. I was just like, I want to fight you. Like, I don't even know you. Like, why do you want to fight me? Um, so it was a lot of like um, hiding because I was so intimidated wow. by like these people that I was surrounded by. Wow. And also like wanting to please them at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that is a struggle. Like, when I tell you, I can remember um going home from like school and just sitting in the bathroom and like being so exhausted that all I could do was like cry like to the point where like my stomach was hurting yeah and Mm -hmm. it wasn't until um I was like much much older like out of high school that I realized like this this is not okay like I shouldn't have to to one be like super mean and then mm-hmm. like super like outgoing trying to please everybody and stuff right. it was just mm-hmm. like it's not working mm-hmm. okay erica has brought out her shovel now because <laughs> <laughs> y'all keep y'all keep saying stuff and i can't help myself <laughs> so not to get off topic but ladies i have a quick question how many times have you not been your authentic self in a relationship mm. or Ooh. in Ooh. dating? Yeah, you see? <laughs> dating? Oh, my edges. I can't Ooh. see your edges and your wigs. <laughs> Girl, I'm clenching my pearls. Oh, I God. Lord, Jesus. Woo, Chile. Woo. <laughs> my eyebrows. <laughs> Y'all are so silly. I love it. Girl, I'm sweating. You had me take my robe off. (laughs) Can't be talking about this. It's five o'clock. Why you got a robe off? Because I told you I'm comfortable. Like, I don't play no games when I come home for work. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, oh God! Who wants to start? Who wants to take that one away? Girl, Tima, I feel let like me you tell you. What, Chelsea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tima, go ahead. All right, I guess I'll start. <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm not starting. You start. I'll start. I'll start. Okay. Um. So, how many times have I been? Have I not been myself in relationships? Um all the years that I've been dating. Um, I've actually just ended, not even a relationship, but like a long-term situationship um, because he wasn't giving me room to be myself. Like he wasn't mature enough to handle me showing up as me. Mm. Um, And I got tired 
Like, I'm just at the point where, like, I'm tired of trying to be something else. And especially for a man, like, right. no, like, I, I just, I'm not that desperate um, to be in a relationship anymore. And I feel like that came from me being um, in, like, my moment of solitude. Like, I spent, I want to say a good, what, three years of not dating anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like I became content with that mm-hmm. so when he came back into my life it was like I felt myself going backwards mm-hmm. and I was just like like Ooh. I can't keep do- I can't keep doing this so it was like as much as like I wanted to keep pursuing it and everything my spirit was just not having it she was like, no, girl, like, he got the go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was just like, I can't, like, you're not giving me the space that I need to, like, be myself. Like, when I'm showing up as myself, like, towards you, it's like, it wasn't being received well. <clears throat> and, um, and, yeah, I just, I, I had to to just let go so you saying that just reminded me of something um like I remember when I was in like a space of kind of like just letting relationships go and Mm. distancing myself from like because I I, you know not to pat myself on the back or whatever but like (laughs) my exes usually wouldn't stay in touch with me right like (laughs) it's usually like oh let's still be friends and I'm like all right cool at least I used to pass <laughs> and that would easily turn into like backsliding right like mm-hmm. it turned into like because you're familiar this is familiar like why not give this another try or why not you know talk on the phone here and there and then it turns into mm-hmm. like talking on the phone all the time and it doesn't even feel like we're not in a relationship anymore and I think something that I noticed was like I was betraying myself in those wow. situations. And <laughs> <laughs> betraying my growth for mm. for their comfort and familiarity. Like I was yeah. like mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like this feels nice because mm-hmm. I'm single, but I still have a piece of you. So mm. all that growth, all that self-love, you know, I'll put that on pause so we can mm-hmm. you know, have whatever we have going on because that was still filling a void that I had inside of myself wow and I think those are the times that I think about where I'm like I was not being authentic because Mm -hmm. the the authentic me she was like girl we let that go already but Mm. me this self was like (laughs) um but one like one phone call one date I'm like hanging out (laughs) isn't gonna hurt right like it's not gonna hurt the progress and I think now I've kind of gotten to the point where like I'm I kind of have like a radical mindset I'm like if you are not contributing to my growth in the positive direction like if you're bringing me back in the opposite direction I want Mm -hmm. nothing to do with you Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah you know I was um sorry I was um I was Yesterday, I had, like, a pretty tough day. Because, like, this situation that I'm telling y'all about, like, y'all know, like, it's fairly recent. <laughs> um, and I was having, like, a tough day yesterday. And I found myself, you know, trying to stay distracted. And all this stuff kept popping up on YouTube. And I kept watching it. And um, I was listening to this girl explain um, how she got over a similar situation. And she was basically explaining that she she used all those feelings um, that she was feeling towards this this guy that she wanted um, to grow closer to herself. So right. it was like when she felt the need to like call out to him for comfort, she took that as like an opportunity to comfort herself. Because mm-hmm. it's essentially like what we want. And right. I realized that I was like, I don't really want you. Yep. Like, I just want the benefits of like, Ooh. I want to be close. Yes. Like, where I is want that? you to be here. Like, 
Girl. Like when I want attention, like I yeah. want you to give me attention. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. It's like I need to be able to provide this for myself. You know? Wow. Yeah, absolutely. You know what's funny? This is gonna sound I don't know if this is gonna sound like cliche or what, but I was scrolling online like I usually do, just aimlessly scrolling, and somebody posted this quote by Marilyn Monroe, and I never thought that I would be that person to ever quote Marilyn Monroe, but (laughs) (laughs) anyway, it was a quote that says, um, I've never fooled anyone. I've let people fool themselves. They didn't bother to find out who and what I was. Instead, they would invent a character for me. I wouldn't argue with them. They were obviously loving somebody I wasn't. Wow. Wow. Yes. And that resonated with me so much because I feel like that just like summarized a lot of the situations where I've dated people because I've dated people and like most of the people that I've dated, it never goes past three months. And it's most of the mm-hmm. time, like after the three month mark, I'm pretty much tired of them. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. But by the three month mark, I'm pretty much tired of them. And I'd never realized that like I would put myself in situations to where I could like sabotage, sabotage what whatever it was we were doing, um, the person that I was dating. And I think one of the reasons was just because like, I wasn't showing up as myself Mm. and I was getting entangled and like wrapped up and kind of honestly toying with the idea that I could, I don't want to use the word pretend, but like, I don't know, like put on this people, like I said, people have, have this perception or guys, you know, have this perception of me. And I'm like, okay, he's enamored by this perception of me. Let's see how far I can go with this. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But like subconsciously doing it, I definitely wasn't consciously aware that I was doing it. And I thought that I was just, you know, being flirtatious and being fun. This is what you do when you're dating and everything. But every time by the two month, three month mark, I was over it. Mm -hmm. Or I would be like afraid. And I'm like, I don't want to, you know, be with this person this this doesn't feel this doesn't feel right and I'm like why did I waste these last three months like what mm. was I doing and it, it wasn't until I saw that quote that I kind of realized like oh my god I'm letting them kind of direct or like tell me who I'm gonna be mm. to wow. or in this in this particular moment and I was like well I'm just gonna have fun with it and do that until I get get tired of it right and that that, became, have- that became exhausting I have a question um, mm. for you guys because I'm now hold that we're like talking. Like, hold your ass, like, hold your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding my. <laughs> but um, I'm like thinking, like I'm self-analyzing. I do that, guys. I self-analyze like a lot. Of course. But join the thinking, club, girl. Because you know, Heron Chesney say like that she got out of it like within like three months. I'm just like, I've had really long-term relationships of mm-hmm. not being myself. Amen. And I'm starting to feel like at my core, like it's a confidence thing. Like Ouch. I'm just, I'm realizing, <laughs> <laughs> I'm realizing that like just now, like, and I'm 29, like I'm realizing that I'm almost afraid to show up as myself at the beginning of a relationship because like what if they don't like right. like it's always that possibility of like all right but like what if you don't like me I'm crying right. on the inside right now right <laughs> I have a, I right have I have a word okay so Good all word. the back of the church I'm bringing the word <laughs> bring so, it girl I'm taking notes. I think it was Ava DuVay right the director director mm-hmm. right who said in an interview one time that she felt as though and she was talking kind of about this where she was you know she hadn't for the longest time been working in film and so she had just started picking up her camera and she was going into these spaces where she had to uh you know be like she had to connect with other people so she was going mm-hmm. into these spaces talking about her projects talking about all the things that she wanted to create but she said that she, after a while, realized that she was wearing this invisible blanket, mm. this invisible stench, so that when she walked into the room, she would automatically, like the person who she was going to connect with already knew ahead of time, like how she felt about herself, or she had already pre-programmed like based mm-hmm. on 
own my extension manifestation of how this connection was going to go. Mm. And it made me realize in that moment how many times that I have worn an invisible blanket on dates. Mm. Wow. Showing up, being somebody who I thought that person wanted me to mm. be. Mm-hmm playing into the thought process of what I thought that person needs and how mm-hmm. I can get to love yes, me as opposed to me walking in with a clean jacket. <laughs> like, if you don't like it, it's fine. Okay. Right. I think the right. jacket and me and the jacket can go. You know what I'm saying? Right. And this is exactly why I asked the question because it goes back to that, like that invisible blanket of confidence, that lack of confidence that we low-key mm-hmm. have in, our- in ourselves that allows us to show up and basically take the shit that's given to us. I didn't mean to curse y'all, but I felt okay. the <laughs> We grow. You know, the stuff that we accept when we go into relationships or the stuff that we manifest based upon based upon our own interior, you know, battles that we yeah. have. Yeah. 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 For me, yeah. like the the situation that I was dealing with, I I took a break from dating too, like a couple years ago. I want to say maybe like around 2014 or 2015, like and I wasn't like it wasn't something that I was consciously doing. It just sort of happened, but mm-hmm. it ended up being extremely beneficial in the end, right? But I wasn't dating. I was celibate and I think you guys remember Cecily Fatima you remember this was around the time where I cut my hair like I cut all my hair off I started that's around the time that I disappeared yeah yeah and I started like dressing differently but like coming into my authentic self and I think I might have shared this with Fatima I'm not sure if I shared this with you Cecily but I remember like internally asking myself okay this is who I am, right? This I finally know. I finally have a have a grip on on who it is that I am. But like, who is, what kind of man am I going to attract? Wow. Mm. You know, because now guys that I would have, or the guys that I would have dated in the past are not approaching me any longer. And I'm not mm. mad about that, but that made me question like, okay, so then what sort of, you know, partner am I going to attract now? Like, is it possible for someone to accept me wholeheartedly like as this? Because sometimes I want to dress like a guy. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I want to be, sometimes I like, I, I burp. Like I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? Like the little things, but yeah. Um, when I just got to a point where I was like, F it, I don't, I really don't care to know. That's when I started to see the type of people that I was attracting. And then I was like, okay. Mm. this feels good this is this is cool I like this and and but even then after I thought that I'd done the work there was more work to be done right always I love (laughs) caught up about like um that feeling of having to like that feeling of pretending on Mm. dates because y'all know because I talked about the podcast (laughs) I look experimental phase right yeah yeah experimental dating phase and I learned so so much but one of the things that because I'm not telling you all the tea now (laughs) (laughs) that I will share is that the lesson that I got out of that the lesson that I got out of that oh my gosh I learned that because I, I tried that. I tried to say, you know what? I'm going to show up as Fatima, right? But it was hard. I had my moments where, like, I didn't show up fully as myself because I was afraid of what this person would think if I showed them all sides of me, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes I didn't. Other times I did. The times when I did, I was terrified. <laughs> I was <laughs> absolutely terrified. Um, but... The one the major takeaway that I can say I got out of it, that entire experience, whether it was good, bad, positive, negative, I learned that it was never about that. About person. them, yeah. It was mm-hmm. never about that person. And I think we as women mm-hmm. sometimes have this mentality that like, we have to be accepted. We have to be liked. We have to be loved. Mm-hmm. And, 
when I kind of just got to that point and I realized that, you know, what I'm, what I'm seeing when I'm on these dates with these people and that energy that I feel, like I started to notice that I was the common denominator of all of it. Right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Although like I'm attracting these dope people and these fine people, like I'm like these, the people that I'm, that I am attracting are a reflection of me. And that right. kind of gave me my power back, you know, where I stopped looking <laughs> at them like, to validate me and to be like, okay, yeah, like, I like you. It was like, no, I like you. So that means that, like, <laughs> I'm validating you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, right, yeah. Other, but it wasn't from that desperate mindset of, like, I hope that this person likes me. I really was able to be like, you know, I am attracted to what this person brings out of me. Like, because mm-hmm. it's a mirror. Relationships are mirrors, right? Yeah. So, yes. You're on this date with this person or if you're dating someone and you just realize you have so much fun with this person and you're just laughing and all of this stuff. Like, it's, it took it's you a while to realize it, but it's like, don't be in awe of that quality yes. of the person. Be in awe of the fact that that is in you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what you're resonating with, it's in you already. Like, absolutely. Already you. Didn't Miriam yeah. Hasna say, you know, when, when you're saying I love you to someone, you're really saying I love me? Yeah. Or I love, wow. who, I, I love who I am when I'm with you? Yeah. That's so true. That makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. 100%. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I feel like we could take this conversation down so many rabbit holes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For the sake of time, because we know how our Super Soul Sundays go. They what? We're going to be here all night. <laughs> all night. <laughs> but because, you know, I have a special appointment. <laughs> right. Appointment. <laughs> After this interview. Um, call, call. <laughs> I am going to, let's put a pin right there. And I took a note that the next episode, it would be great to start on that, that point that Erica made about the invisible blanket and us as women oftentimes lacking confidence because we mm-hmm. all know where that comes from is usually daddy issues but Ooh. i think that could oh be a whole God. episode of all the severed. Come on, girl all, all, ties together. all ties together so i think maybe we should pause on on the super soul sunday topic there and then we can pick that conversation back up in the next episode what do you guys think I think yes, that's cliffhangers. Great. Okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> so I would love to kind of shift gears a little bit, still in the vein of being authentic. Like we can still keep it centered on that. Mm-hmm. But um, actually first, before we do that, do you guys have any particular questions that you want to add about like the beginning of the conversation that we had about like authentic self or anything, or maybe like a final piece of advice about being your authentic self? Hmm. my thought was you said it like you were the one who actually just said it I think we can take that into every aspect of our lives where the lesson is it's never about them mm, yeah like, no matter, it's about if it if you're trying to show up as your authentic self at work in a relationship with a friendship in school wherever it is it's not about them it's how Absolutely. It's all, it's all, everything is all about you. Yeah. I um, totally agree. I think um, as far as like closing remarks, I would just um, remind everyone that this is going to take a lot of patience Mm -hmm. um, within yourself. Cause like Chesney said before, it's like, as soon as you think, (laughs) that you've like (laughs) done the work it's like something is going to pop up to test that yeah and you're gonna have to make a decision as to whether or not you're gonna succeed in this or you're gonna revert back to like what you already know and what Mm -hmm. you're comfortable with um and it's gonna be a constant struggle so I think it's it takes like a lot of patience so just be patient with yourself and your journey yeah yeah, I think that's a good point. Just being patient and being tender with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you guys for sharing that. So we're going to switch gears a little bit and we're going to kind of talk about, um, 
I think we said we were going to do the product of the week. So maybe we can talk about that. And then I would love to kind of close with us sharing where people can keep in touch with us or if you have any upcoming like events or projects or things that you just want to spread the word about. Um, so product of the week, who has one? Cecily? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Like, I think we discussed I, I didn't... it. <laughs> your, your product that you were talking about. Oh, yeah. oh, the CBD oil? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I ordered, um, <clears throat> I ordered my <laughs> 300 milligram CBD oil from um, Open Apothecary. It just got delivered today, so I haven't really tested it out. Okay. I have tried CBD in the past, um, maybe like a few months ago. I was using it in a bait form. Now I have the drops. Um, and you can add the drops to like directly under your tongue or you can add it into like drinks. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a little better because I can use it while I'm at work. Um, smoking, you know, I can't smoke while I'm at work, obviously. So um, <laughs> with the CBD oil, I'm interested to see um, like how, it, how my body is going to react to it and if it's really going to help. Um, and just like a little back history, I have been diagnosed with various um, mental health issues, uh, everything from bipolar to depression to seasonal depression and a whole list of other things. And I also, um, I have really bad like body pain issues from my line of work um, and like my body mechanics, um, my dieting. I've been in like several very bad car accidents. So um, I get like a lot of like intense pains throughout my body. And that's why I was like researching um, the CBD oil and it's supposed to help with all of this stuff. And I've heard really good things about it. So I'm gonna try it out. Okay. so. Can you, afterwards, can you send me the link to it so I can include it in the description? At the sure will. Okay. One other thing I wanted to mention, just in case people aren't familiar with CBD oil, um, I'm not super well-versed in it, so correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but CBD oil, to my understanding, is basically it comes from the cannabis plant, but it doesn't have TTH, which is what gives the psychoactive, like the feeling of being high effect. So right. it doesn't have that, but it has all the other benefits of cannabis. So yeah. right. if you're not familiar with the cannabis plant outside of like weed to like get high, I would suggest researching it because it is very beneficial for, um, like Cecily talked about mental um, stability, um, pains, physical pains in your body is a great way to relax, to enhance your mood. Um, I've taken hemp oil before, which also comes from the cannabis plant and lacks THC, um, similar, but different, I think, strands. I'm not sure on yeah. the side of it, but they are from the same plant um, and had, had a similar um, experience as well. So yeah, check it out if you guys are interested in learning more about it. The link will be in the description box. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so um, let's close by maybe sharing where people can find you and if you have anything that you want to offer the audience so where they can um, find that information. Okay. Um, Chesney, you want to start maybe? Uh, sure. So I am currently active on Instagram. So you can find me at Chesney Kane on Instagram, right? Instagram but, um, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just it's got good. featured on Glossier or whatever. Yes. <laughs> oh, whatever. <Yeah>. <laughs> So if you're familiar with Glossier, they just featured me on their Instagram and I'm super hyped about that. They're my favorite. Um, no, but I just started sharing some of my poetry on instagram i just posted a new poem uh, my most recent poem actually on instagram so i'm gonna be sharing yes i'm gonna be sharing more of my writing uh try to do it weekly and i hope that people are interested in seeing that i'm interested <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what about you sis what are you working on um so 
I am currently working on my Instagram blog. Um, so you guys can follow that. It's um, Coven Chats, C-O-V as in Victor, E-N Chats. Um, and it's... I, I was about to get in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but basically, it's all about inner development and growth um, through mystic healing uh, to manifest divine beauty and uplift sisterhood. Amen. Yeah. Yay. And Erica, what are you working on? Um, I'm also very active or pretty active on Instagram, too. So... You guys can catch me at Erica Appleby, spelled E-R-I-C-A-A-P-P-L-E-B-Y. And um, currently just getting my brain together, you know, realigning myself so that I can work on a couple bigger projects. I haven't told you guys yet, but there's like a lot of things, a lot, a lot of things cooking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, just stay tuned for that. Yay! Yay! And, um, for me, I guess just the usual. Um, I'm hosting a purpose branding workshop on March the 23rd, where I'm basically going to be doing a group coaching online class, teaching women how to create a personal brand for their purpose-driven business. So, if you're interested in that, the information is down below as well so that is it thank you guys so so much for listening to us talk for like an hour (laughs) 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 i had so much fun doing it with you guys um yes me too see you in the next episode bye bye -bye. (laughs) if you made it to the end of this episode thank you so so much What I need you to do, though, really quickly before you head out, if you enjoyed this, I need you to let us know, because like I said, this is an experiment. So if you like it, we'll do more. And if you don't, we might still do more, but maybe just not in this format. So we need to hear your feedback. So head over to my Instagram or shoot me an email. You can reach me at soulbeautychat at gmail.com or at soulbeautychat on Instagram or my personal IG is at Fatima underscore farmer. I'm looking forward to hearing from you and thank you so much for listening. Have a good one.